the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy International Women's Day! That's what today is, in case you didn't know. And we think that now would be a great time to celebrate some women who have really made their mark over the past year. How about Admiral Rachel Levine? Not only was Rachel promoted from a clueless Pennsylvania State Health Director to second-in-command at the Department of Health and Human Services. But Rachel was also made an admiral a few months ago, which I guess that'll come in really handy if we get involved in World War III in the next couple of weeks. Everybody in Pennsylvania can be proud of Admiral Levine. And speaking of Pennsylvania, how about Leah Thomas? Leah came out of nowhere and set all kinds of Ivy League swimming records and is a good bet to win some events at the NCAA championships. And Leah has actually succeeded in having the word her used in a sentence in reference to male genitals. She did, he did, Rachel, I should say, or Leah did that by being nice enough to expose them to other members of the Penn women's swimming team. Justin Trudeau, the girly man prime minister of Canada, Summed it up well in his uh, International Women's Day proclamation. He said, um, let's see here, quote, This year's theme, Women Inspiring Women, invites us to highlight the accomplishments of the many women, girls, and gender-diverse people who demonstrate leadership by challenging norms and harmful stereotypes, empowering others, and serving as role models for all of us, unquote. And then he finished his proclamation with this. We all have a role to play in breaking down barriers and ensuring that all women, girls, and gender-diverse people have every opportunity to succeed in life. In other words, International Women's Day is for everybody. So happy Everybody Day. I guess that's what we're celebrating today. Anyway, when we come back, we will poke some holes in some of the things that the big guy said today when... He announced that the U.S. will no longer be buying oil or gas from Russia. And then in our second half hour, speaking of International Women's Day, we will take a look at something happening in Hollywood that's called race and gender swapping. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show now through Sunday. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. What if I told you your home movies are already past their prime? It's true. The magnetic tape used in VHS and camcorder tapes only lasts between 10 to 20 years, which means your baby's first steps, weddings, and family vacations are fading away as we speak. Digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops this fading process in its tracks. And by preserving your recordings, they're safe forever. Legacy Box is simply the best way to preserve your past, which is why they've been trusted by over one million families. Your memories are meant to be shared, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. For a limited time, you can convert your tapes to digital for just $9 a tape. There's never been a better time to convert your entire collection. That includes film reels and photos, too. 
Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to unlock our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are 7 times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shutoffs, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, use discount code RADIO20, that's RADIO20, and you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20, that's RADIO20, and shipping is free. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend recommend it enough. 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com the John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the big guy uh, made the announcement today that he's uh, banning all gas and oil imports from Russia. And he said that you should probably be prepared to see gas prices go up even more. Uh, we were hoping to have uh, a guest on here right now. We are efforting to get that. And I'll give you some of the... Um, well, first of all, before I do that, I guess uh, to fill some time here, but I, I just as I was... Uh, looking uh, at my computer here during the break, I came across this because you're going to hear a lot of uh, revisions being made about um, what Joe has said and done in the past when it comes to fossil fuels. You've seen the videos, I'm sure, of him when he was on the campaign 
where he just comes right out and says, uh, we're going to ban fossil fuels. Um, uh, so I was just happened to be uh, looking through some stuff here, and I came across this from, uh, when is this from? 2019. And so it's a, uh, it was from when he was campaigning for president. Uh, I guess it would be in December of 2019, he would have been uh, maybe still involved in primaries. I don't know. But anyway, uh, we should put them in jail. That's what Joe Biden said about uh, fossil fuel executives. Uh, fo- Joe Biden said on Sunday that fossil fuel executives should be jailed. Think about this. This is what he said in 2019. Now he's saying, you know, hey, listen, I'm uh, I'm not one of those guys. I'm. You know, no, I'm not. I'm not somebody gets trying to kill the fossil fuel business and blah blah blah. So this is this is a quote. So uh, while speaking to supporters at a town hall in Peterborough, New Hampshire, uh, he said these companies need to be held liable. We have to set uh, sort of a guide, uh, sort of guide rails down now. So between the years 2021 and 2030, it's irreversible. The path we set ourselves on, and one uh, and w- one of which is doing away with any substance for fossil fuels, number one. He wants to do away with any substance, whatever that means. Do, uh, maybe he meant, um, uh, I don't know, subsidizing, but which is doing away with any substance for fossil fuels. Number two, holding them liable for what they've done. That's what he said of these fo- fossil fuel executives, particularly in those cases where you're underserved neighborhoods, and you know the deal. Of course you know the deal, Joe. You know the deal, okay. And by the way, when they don't want to deliver, put them in jail. I'm not joking about this. He's talking about putting fossil fuel executives in jail, okay? And uh, this is the former vice president of the United States. And, of course, this story, which I'm reading, it came from the Daily Mail, um, um, it, 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 it refers to his son. Remember, son. remember Hunter? You don't hear too much about him? It says here, Biden's son, Hunter, who's 49, served on the board of Burisma Holdings, the largest natural gas producer in Ukraine, in, in, in Ukraine, beginning in 2014, and continued to help run the company until he stepped down earlier this year. So, you know, and all this stuff about Ukraine and, and, and uh, gas and... Um, what what's happening with our gas prices and natural gas and oil and all that stuff and the possible corruption in Ukraine. How is it the, that the media, 90% of the media, show little or no curiosity about Hunter Biden being involved in Burisma? I mean, that, that was a pretty big story. Uh, it was in all the papers, I think. And we know that this guy was over there, the son of the vice president, and you know we keep hearing uh, lots of things about the corruption that exists in Ukraine, and we know that we know that he worked for Burisma. We we also know that he he made like eighty thousand dollars a month. We know that he was totally unqualified for the job, but what else do we know about um, other than the fact that he got himself a a, a nice job with a really nice income because his dad was vice president. But shouldn't we be hearing a, a lot more or shouldn't there be some investigating being done about what it was that made Hunter Biden valuable to Burisma and what Hunter Biden might have done while he was in Ukraine? He must have spent a lot of time there. Uh, and remember, Donald Trump was impeached over a phone call where he was suggesting, you know, uh, you guys might want to look into this Hunter Biden guy, find out what he was doing over there. Um, and he was impeached for suggesting that. And, and he was accused of withholding military aid to Ukraine until they investigated the corruption, when actually what Trump said was, I'm not really big on giving money to uh, uh, corrupt governments who might take the money and do the wrong things with it or put it in their pocket. You know the the, the the government officials, so um, that's that's Joe Biden in 2019, and, and he goes on to say here, this is um, uh, in response to a question of this group up in New Hampshire back then. If we don't stop using fossil fuels, uh, this is uh, so a questioner 
a questioner in this group says, if we don't stop using fossil fuels, and the big guy interrupted the questioner, and he said, we're all dead. That's what Joe Biden said. Now, Joe Biden's 79. I don't know about you, but I'm 73. I'm going to be dead whether we stop using fossil fuels or not. So's Joe. So are you. We're all going to be dead, you know, at some point. Um, Biden also mentioned several several other climate-related initiatives he would enact if he won the White House, including rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, which he did, and imposing financial penalties on those companies and their executives that don't comply with regulations. So uh, this was all part of a uh, when Joe was on a campaign, uh, he was you know campaigning for president, going through New Hampshire, which by the way, if I'm not mistaken, he lost big. He lost big, and then he went to South Carolina, and that's when he promised that um, he would appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court and uh, got the black vote as a result. Um, so we're, we have a president now who, what, two and a half, almost three years ago, said that fossil fuel executives should be put in prison. This is what we're dealing with. I love fossil fuels. I don't know about you. I love them. I love gasoline. I love oil. I love natural gas. I love all of it. I hope it never goes away. And I don't. I, and I, hey, listen. I'll be happy to. I'll be. I'll buy an electric car if it means I can not have to pay four dollars a gallon for gas, and I can afford an electric car, and it. I can plug it in, and I can go three, four hundred miles. I'll think about buying one. But the thing is, you know, the, the thing that is not mentioned in, in any of these discussions by the, the people pushing, pushing the end of uh, fossil fuels is that the computer that I'm looking at right now, reading this story, the one that, that has this, from which I'm reading this story, they can't make it without oil, fossil fuels. The studio that I'm in is full of fossil fuels, all the little plastic, little gauges and and everything, it's there's oil involved there. Well, who's who's going to? You can't make that with with a solar panel. Somebody's still got to be digging oil out of the ground. It's 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 unbelievable. Now, it looks like we're, our guest is not going to be here, so I'm just gonna I'm going to read you some of the things that, uh, in case you missed it, that, that Joe Biden uh, said today when he uh, announced that he was uh, killing fossil fuels. He said, and with this action, it's going to go up. Uh, it's it, the, he's talking about. Um, uh, gas prices. And with this action, it's going to go up further, meaning the price of gasoline. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home and coordinate with our partners. Did you get that? He called it Putin's price hike. So we're, the, 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 the war in Ukraine started, what, like seven or eight days ago, whatever it was, a week and a half ago? And now the fact that they're, by the way, the, uh, the gas uh, price in California. There's um, I saw one nine ninety nine nine ten dollars a gallon. Um, so that's Putin. That's uh, it's Putin's price hike. And uh, you know there are stickers floating around out there. Uh, it's a picture of uh, Joe Biden and he's pointing up. And there's there there. Have you seen these, Mike? They're sticking, <laughs> they're sticking them on gas pipe uh, pumps. And it's a picture of Joe and he's pointing up to where the the price of the gas would be, and he says, I did this. So I'm guessing that Joe is going to try to get somebody to make some Putin pictures that he can have people go around and put them over the top of the Biden stickers to say that Putin did it. Uh, and then uh, this is what um, this is what, el- what else uh, Biden said today. He said, and this is another thing that's coming. We're going to be hearing that this is all price gouging, the pro- the the oil executives are are evil, and they're charging too much for gas, and they're taking advantage of you and taking advantage of the people in Ukraine who are fighting a war. He says, but it's no excuse to exercise excessive price increases or padding profits for any kind of effort to exploit this situation uh, or American consumers. Russia's aggression is costing us all, and it's no time for profiting or price gouging. So now... He's he's two things here that he did today. And this was only a few hours ago. He's blaming Putin 
for the price increase, despite the fact that he shut down the Keystone Pipeline um, and and uh, tied up all the leases uh, for all kinds of leases to prevent the oil from being taken out of the ground. So it's going to be Putin's fault. And so far, we're down to it's the Putin, it's Putin's fault, and it's the CEOs of uh, and the executives at the uh, at the um, oil companies, gas companies. And then he threw this in there. Even amid the pandemic, a pandemic, companies in the United States pumped more oil during my first year in office than they did during my predecessor's first year. Uh, I'm guessing that that's probably not true, or if he did something with the numbers there, that if you looked into it, you'd find out that eh, it's not true. So on top of all that, uh, the stuff, the, the idiotic things that uh, the big guy said today, uh, Pete Buttigieg was out there yesterday saying, yeah, I know the gas, uh, the gas prices are up there and the, you know, the, the pump, they're killing us at the pump. But, if, you know, this is just this is just more incentive for people to buy an electric car. Well, the mean income in the United States, I believe, is 50 is 60,000. An electric car the average price of an electric car is fifty six thousand. So, uh, you want to go buy? You want to go uh, go out and buy an electric car? How long will it take you if you go buy a a, a, um, a fifty six thousand dollar car? What are the payments going to be on a fifty six thousand dollar car? Let's say you put six thousand down and your payments are, are four years fifty thousand. Even I'll do six years fifty thousand. Your payments are going to be up there. Six seven hundred seven fifty a month. How long will it take you to realize the gain in uh, what you're saving from not having to pay four dollars at the pump by buying a, an electric car? And uh, Kamala Harris was out there saying the same thing. By the way, time to buy an electric car. So um, this is uh, you know I, I, it's, it's hard for me to to think that the, that. That the Democrats and liberals are this stupid and/or evil, um, but I, it's hard not to believe that this is all about um, that, that the gas price is going up, or is that they love it? They're thrilled with ten dollars a gallon in California because they see um, people not driving anymore, uh, and this is what they want. They want the end of fossil fuels because. Uh, climate change to them is a religion. And um, so I don't think that's such a crazy theory anymore that uh, this is all not – if it's not – maybe they didn't plan to have $10 a gallon this quickly. But um, Obama was out there a long time ago saying that electric uh, bills were going to go up for everybody because of his um, climate change policies, his, his energy policies. And – and there's, you can go find easily find people, just Google them. Uh, you can find people online saying that uh, they hope gas prices go up because they want people to stop driving as much. And so, now that the pandemic is suddenly over, uh, what you're going to also be seeing is that if it hasn't happened already, but believe me, it's coming. Um, stop driving. You got to quit driving your car. And why? Just for the same reason that you needed to get a vaccine, that you needed to wear a mask, for the common good. Stop driving your car. Walk. Ride a bike. Take the bus. But stop driving your car. You know, for the common good. That's what you're going to be hearing if you're not hearing it already. So I apologize for the guests not showing up, uh, but um, I was able to fill you in on what Joe said today. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at race and gender swapping, something totally different when we come back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In a video address from an undisclosed location, Ukrainian President Zelensky pleading again with Western countries to provide air support. Meanwhile, as the war rages on, President Biden is cracking down harder on Moscow. 
We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. The president's announcement came following bipartisan pressure in Congress to ban Russian oil imports. He declared that America will not be part of subsidizing Vladimir Putin's war. Mr. Biden also said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. He bluntly said the soaring price of gasoline will go up further because of the ban. Greg Clugston, Washington. And on Wall Street, the Dow had 200 points, the Nasdaq up 130. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm cute kid number one, and I'm cute kid number two. And we have been forced, you mean hired, we have been hired to tell you what direct lender FOMO is. So let's say you buy a new home, and maybe you use one of those big mortgage monsters, or someone your realtor or friend recommends. And then a few months later, you hear us being forced, hired, hired, to tell you about our mortgage team's direct lender advantage. And then you feel like you missed out, because you probably did miss out, and that is direct lender FOMO. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This often allows us to get you a better rate on that new home mortgage, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Animalist Number 1335. Rack Animalist Number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. She is listening all the time and getting smarter every day. When you want the conservative perspective on today's most pressing issues, Alexa has the answer. You just have to point her in the right direction by saying, Alexa, enable the Answer Pittsburgh skill. Now say, Alexa, play the Answer Pittsburgh to get your favorite conservative talk station without lifting a finger. Look, Ma, no hands. So, Alexa, what's your favorite station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-619-6488. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-619-6488 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-619-6488. What do you have to lose? Call 800-619-6488. Again, 800-619-6488. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Mon Wharf remains shut down with flooding. Home and Garden Show at the Lawrence Convention Center. You might see some delays there. Lots of delays on the Parkway East outbound Boulevard of the Allies up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound solid. Forest Hills to the Tunnel. Parkway West looking very congested inbound between Carnegie and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Delayed close to 10 minutes there. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. For tonight, it will turn cloudy with rain and snow showers towards dawn. Expect little to no accumulation, however. We'll see a low of 33. For tomorrow, periods of rain. Tomorrow will reach a high of 42. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies, the low 28. Cloudy skies for Thursday will reach a high Thursday of 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A couple of nights ago, I uh, I decided to watch a new series on Netflix about the Vikings. Uh, not the football team, uh, the Vikings, you know, Viking Vikings. I, I like historical movies, and this 
This claim to be based on real events. I found it kind of boring, so I don't think I'll be watching the series. I watched the first episode. Not going to be hurrying back for episode two. But I did notice that a Viking queen was played by a black woman. Actually, it was supposed to be a Viking king, but they changed it to a queen and then cast a black woman in the role. Uh, So then I found out that it was another case of gender and or race swapping, which is apparently a trend, something I, well, I kind of noticed it, but I didn't know it had an actual name and it was a, you know, official trend. Anyway, uh, Christian Toto is founder and editor of HollywoodandToto.com, and he joins us now. Christian, thanks for coming on again. Always like to have you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. So how common is this and how long has it been going on? It's pretty common. It's been going on maybe five, six, seven years, I'd say. There's actually a whole chapter in my new book, Virtue Bombs, about gender flips, gender reboots, where they take an existing property and let's just say it's dirty, rotten scoundrels with two male leads. They make it two female leads and then they rename it, rebrand it, put it out there. And and more often than not, these projects are unsuccessful. Now, it's it's hard to always kind of figure out exactly why a movie stinks, but you know, maybe if there's more pressure or more uh, emphasis put on the casting and the uh, progressive nature of it and the actual story and the jokes, that could be one of the issues. Yeah, um, uh, turning a Viking king into a black queen, uh, that seems about as far as it can be stretched. I don't know how much you can stretch it any farther than that. Yeah, you know, in, in ways I understand what's happening in Hollywood. Uh, you know, the new Batman is out, and the new Catwoman is, uh, I believe she's mixed race. It's its uh, Zoe Kravitz. So, you know, do we have to have a white person every time as Catwoman? I don't think so. And I, I think audiences are just fine with that as long as it's a good actress who's yeah. interesting and, you know, fills the role. That's perfectly fine. But I, I think what you're seeing is sort of a more aggressive take on this. And I think when the, when the creators are expressly sharing how political, how uh, activist the move is, and it, it kind of, my spatter senses go up. Yeah, uh, but that, that's, that's, not a, that's not an issue if, when they, um, if, if, uh, if they uh, um, cast someone in a role like that, mm. black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. That, that's not an issue. But when you change uh, a king to a queen, and <laughs> it's the Vikings, and the, the, and, the, and, the, and the queen is black, uh, the, it's, especially when you're, when you're presenting it as a, at least quasi-realistic uh, historical piece, you know? Yeah, I think if you go full in, and like the, 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 the massively successful play Hamilton, where there's significant sort of changes in the racial makeup of, of the, the, the key characters, I, I think you're kind of making a statement, a point, you're kind of talking about something. And in, in that way, it's, it's looking at the, uh, the melting pot that is America. And I think that was obviously super successful and, and, and held across the spectrum. But this is interesting. And I, I also think that when you're doing something like this and you're kind of looking at something from a historical perspective and you shake things up in such a dramatic way, it does take you out of the production a bit. You know, if you're going to have uh, the troops in, in, in Dunkirk, uh, you know, racially balanced, then, well, you know, they were. There was, you know, the vast majority of people, soldiers who were fighting and dying were white. And, and so it, it becomes kind of jarring at times. So, you know, I, I think that Hollywood has done a poor job of, of letting everyone, uh, you know, have a, a seat at the table and, and not being as diverse as they could be. But I think this sort of overcorrection, it, it can be silly. Has it been officially determined yet that, that you're a racist if you notice or point this out? Well, I hope not. <laughs> I don't have any actual animosity in my heart. Yeah. But, you know, it is interesting because these are things we should be talking about, and it should be okay to talk about that, and we shouldn't assume the very worst. And, you know, when I do talk in these conversations, I do, I want to go out of the way to kind of show that, you know, that Hollywood has been historically inept when it comes to race issues. And, you know, if you look at how many uh, uh, people of color are pulling the strings in Hollywood, it's often very few. How many female directors are there up till recently? It's very few. So, you know, there is reason for guilt and reason for some kind of change within the ranks, but you know, I, I think this, it gets a little over the top. And again, often with these gender reboots come into play, they, they typically flop. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, maybe the, the creative impulse is more in an activist level as opposed to a, uh, uh, let's tell the best story possible level. And it's just one explanation. Yeah, um, I think one good example of a flop would be Ghostbusters, wouldn't it? Uh, that was a, an all-female cast. Didn't that go down the toilet pretty quickly? 
You know, it lost Sony a reported $70 million. It wasn't a catastrophe at the box office, but because the budget was so high, it didn't do well at all. But I think that was an example where they did the gender flip. And if the movie was really good, and if the trailer for the movie was just super funny, I think people would say, ah, you know, I prefer the old gang, but let's let's give the ladies a shot. But when when the movie and the trailer just were flops, then I think that's what happened. So uh, that's a good example. Um, And, you know, it's pretty obvious that was intentional. If you wanted to bring the best, the best, maybe you'd have three guys in the female comic or three female comics and a male actor. But it was very clear that was intentional to make it like that. And, you know, let the, let the box office chips fall where they may. And uh, I'm, I don't pay enough attention to know the answer to this. Maybe you do, but it, it seems to me, or to be able to say this uh, with any kind of um, certainty, but it's, it seems to me that... Um, that that's much more likely for um, a reboot to be made with replacing men with women than the other way around. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's the kind of the new excuse for these remakes. You know, it's they make remakes all the time. They make sequels all the time. There's a new Batman. We didn't really need a new Batman, but here he is. But I do think that's sort of an extra layer. Like, oh gosh, look what we can do. We can we can justify his existence by doing this. And then they do it, and, and sometimes it's not very successful. But uh, it is interesting to note, I don't know whether Hollywood is kind of learning the lessons of this, that maybe it takes more than a gender reboot to be successful. Maybe it means maybe a spark of inspiration would, would help along the way. But I, I think Hollywood can be very slow in, uh, in the learning department. Well, actually, I hear that there's a remake of the movie Splash, which is pretty old now. That's That's got to be a close to a 40-year-old movie, I would think. So it was around a long time yeah. ago. Well, uh, and I think Channing Tatum was attached to that, but I don't think there's been much movement in that particular film. I don't know why. Maybe they're having some troubles <laughs> behind the scenes, but it, it, it seems a bit exhausting. Oh, uh, I think the remakes are, you know, listen, there are some remakes that make sense. Sometimes we want to, you know, we want to see a sequel to a, a movie that we all loved years ago. Yeah. I think there's a lot of enthusiasm for Ghostbusters, that, yeah. you know, a, a 35-year-old movie that we still talk about. So I understand when there's a passion there, but I think sometimes these kind of gender reboots happen and it seems like kind of more of a crass play as opposed to something that's really genuine in its uh, its its origins. Yeah, um, Channing Tatum would be playing a merman, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that 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 falls under the category of uh, a movie that I don't want to fail to miss. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, anybody who knows anything about um, uh, trying to get a movie made. And get a script approved, or get even to get somebody to look at a script for thirty seconds, it's really hard. But somebody was able to go to a um, a producer or a production company in Hollywood and say, "Listen, I got an idea." Channing Tatum as a merman, and somebody said, "You know what? That sounds like a good idea. Let's let's work on that." <laughs> you know, you fleshed that in a funny way, but. I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying. But again, I think that's sort of this whole woke mindset, which is really prevalent in Hollywood. That's that's a bonus. That's like, it's, you know, oh, we got a name attached. Oh, we've got a property that people loved back in the day. Oh, we're going to gender flip it. Those are those are like three checks in the checkmark division. And that's how things get made. Now, maybe there are some other obstacles and maybe Shannon Tatum hasn't been on screen many years. I think his new moving dog is his first main role in a while. So maybe even he's having second thoughts. But, you know, the whole concept of a merman, it just seems already they're, they're, they're stretching things. It's a, it doesn't seem logical or that, you know, I, I mean, from a cultural point of view, I, I don't know if I've heard of a merman before. I, that's, I don't think there is one. That's what I mean. It's, uh, uh, well, uh, we're talking to Christian Toto. He's founder and editor of HollywoodandToto.com and author of the book Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. Um you, I'm thinking, you know, by the way, just as I'm, just occurred to me now, the title of your book is How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. You could have used the word is, lo- or the words is losing its soul, but <laughs> you got them, it's lost already. Yeah, maybe that's a little too cynical, but it is, <laughs> it is an accuracy kind of built in because this is where we are right now, where Hollywood is really clamping down on creativity. And the book talks about how we don't have any great R-rated comedies anymore. And comedians in general have to watch what they say as if they were politicians and not just comedians trying to make us laugh. I mean, you know, if a, polit- if a comedian says a bad joke or a, a poor joke in poor taste, it's just a joke. The world doesn't end. You know, uh, buildings don't collapse. Right. But if a politician makes the wrong move, then there are real, real world consequences there. So I don't know 
how we kind of went to this place where, you know, uh, the president can and can you know pull off some catastrophic moves and, and late night TV kind of just yawns. But if a, a comedian says something that the people think is offensive, all of a sudden there's calls for his or her removal. You know, it's it's a weird kind of weird moral compass we've encountered, and, and Hollywood is part of this. And uh, getting back to the whole um, race and gender swapping um, that we started the conversation about, I, I is is it also um, a, 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 just a blatant case of, of playing politics uh, for no other reason than because they can, they have the power, and they. Somebody's taken the project on, so they've got this movie, and they can do with it what they want. They've got their money. Yeah, I mean, I think Hollywood really does aggressively use the soft power it wields in the culture to send messages, and whether that's something about gun control or abortion, about open borders, they're certainly not shy about that. And if they want a more inclusive world and don't care how many sharp elbows they throw to make it happen, then we get things like this. And again, we all... We all want an open society where it's inclusive and, you know, a talented actor or actress or screenwriter gets the chance no matter what their background is. That's that's the ultimate goal. That's what we should be working towards. But sometimes we it, it seems like clumsy steps along the way to get there. And, you know, again, I think audiences often don't really care about these things. But, you know, when you have the storytellers really kind of leaning into it, that, that's it's kind of a tell. I think they want they want the attention. They want us to be a real culture changer and and often you know you should be talking about the story and the legacy and the screenwriting and the great performances i think that'd be much more important than the 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 racial makeup of the cast and how much of it is just laziness or a lack of originality Uh, there are so many sequels anymore that you just it it just seems like um it's um it's just something that somebody looks at a movie that was successful and says you know what i can do that it's been it's been 40 years let's try that again yeah, you know, that certainly is, it, lazy is an interesting word. I also think it's smart at times because look at the new Batman. It made around $130 million in its opening weekend. Yeah. You know, other films are going to come close to that except for like a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I do think that part of this is our fault where we say, hey, you put a new Batman together, we're going to rush out and see it on opening weekend no matter who's in it, no matter what it's about. We're going to try it. And that just tells Hollywood we should keep making more of it. Conversely, while a lot of these gender flop uh, reboot movies do flop, it seems like Hollywood doesn't get that message. They get the message we want more reboots and things, but in that particular direction, they don't seem to understand that maybe we don't want that 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 extreme a makeover. Um, and uh, there's also quite a bit of sexual orientation swapping going on out there, uh, especially with the superheroes. You mentioned Batman. I think uh, we may have even talked about this before, but um, Batgirl and I, I there was a. A couple of months ago, I just saw a, there was a long list of of um, superhero uh, characters, either main characters or sidekicks. Uh, Robin was de- they decided to make him uh, bisexual or gender fluid or something other than just a regular human being. Um, they uh, that seems to be part of it also, and that that really seems like pushing it hard and uh, kind of a political statement. Well, it is a political statement, and they are pushing it hard. And also, I think the comic book sales have been suffering sometimes dramatically with all these changes. You know, I think that fans really do love what they call the canon of these different properties where, you know, we've been watching them for 30, 40, 50 years. There are certain traits. They've got character, you know, they've got relationships. They've got things they've done in their past. They're sort of essential elements of this long story, which in pop culture terms, people care about it. You know, that's why Comic-Con exists, because people really have an affinity for all these properties and figures, even though they're fictional. We, we care about them. And then when they change them abruptly to kind of fit the modern times, I think it, it feels a bit abrasive. And I think as a culture, if you would introduce a new superhero tomorrow and that superhero was bisexual, I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, hue and outcry about it. But when you take Spider, you know, like Superman, who's been entrenched in the culture for so long, and all of a sudden you shake things up. I think that can cut a rattle fence. Speaking of Superman, this is off the subject, but something has bothered me for a long time. Uh, and it's a kind of a, it seems like they're kind of taking a shot at journalists. Um, Lois Lane is an investigative reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper. And she uh, works with a guy named Clark Kent. Clark takes his glasses off. And puts on the Superman suit, and she doesn't recognize him. And then, or, or well, vice versa, <laughs> a Superman 
uh, you know, rescues her from a fire and carries her out in his arms and flies out in the, you know, out the window and sets her down and then flies away. And then 20 minutes later, Clark shows up in a suit, but a, a Superman in a suit with glasses. And this investigative reporter in all those years has never said, you know, maybe they're both the same guy. <laughs> it doesn't speak well to her skill set, but no. it did come from an innocent time where we weren't as. Uh, I yeah. don't think we scrutinized the stories as much as we do today. Yeah. So I don't think Superman would exist today if he, he kind of sprung up out of nowhere. But I, I agree that is a, a slight flaw in the Superman uh, legacy. Uh, finishing up here with Christian Toto. He is uh, founder and editor of Hollywood and Toto dot com, uh, and also uh, the author of uh, the. Uh, and the book is. Um, is uh, is called uh, how Ho- virtue bombs how Hollywood got woke and lost its soul. Did you ever get involved in in trying to write uh, a screenplay, or have you got involved in actually working in the movie business? You know, I think many in my twenties, I kind of dabbled with some stuff, but never really kind of pushed forward with it. But uh, you know, I I, th- I think having covered Hollywood for all these years, I realized how incredibly hard it is, what a challenge it is, what what jumps uh, hoops you have to jump through. And now looking at the political scene, I, I don't think I'd go near any projects. I know it would never get made. So I think my, my current work would maybe uh, preclude me from joining the ranks of Hollywood screenwriters. Who is the um, audience for movies right now? Well, I think it's young people. I mean, the, the only films that have really popped in the last year have been Spider-Man, Batman. Even the film Uncharted, which is an action-adventure film, has done pretty well. So a lot of the serious, sober, adult-minded films like West Side Story, uh, In the Heights, Films like that have really struggled. Even King Richard, which I thought was a very good film and very, very kind of populous in nature, I think older skewing films are really struggling. This may be the new marketplace where it's better to have streaming titles, you know, for things like that, and that people just want to have that popcorn adventure. I mean, I think the pandemic may have a more lasting effect on that. Did uh, the pandemic uh, be? I won't say kill the movie theater business, but uh, did it? bring us the beginning of the end of the movie theater? I don't think so. I think that's going to hang on. I think there's been some positive signs in recent weeks. But like I said, I, I think it's changed things. And uh, I think that the, you know, I think films aimed uh, for a, a, an older audience and, and stories that are more sophisticated, maybe they're a better fit at home. You know, we've got big screen TVs. We've got streaming technology. You know, do you want to go to a theater and hear people munching popcorn and talking to each other over a, a an Oscar bait film? You know, not. But if you go to see Spider Man and someone's you know screaming in the back row, it doesn't really take away from the experience that much. You're still Spider Man and the action adventure. Maybe it's just it's more like a roller coaster. Yeah, I uh, I'm a I'm, I I was a movie guy more than, uh, more a few years ago than I am now. But and I I've, I've started going back to the theater uh, finally in the last few months. Yeah, and every time I do, I come out of there thinking, I was no, "There's no way that that is that movie that I just watched would be one tenth as enjoyable to me if I watched it on my 60 inch screen. Not a chance." Hmm. And yeah, I, don't, it, I don't know how many it, people it, feel that way, but that it's, it's the one thing I've heard even before the pandemic is the most common uh, quote I get from anyone whenever I talk about what I do, the work I do. They always say, "Yeah, you know, I used to go to the movies all the time. I don't really anymore." And so I, I do think there's a cultural change happening. I think it started before the pandemic. I think it's going to continue now. But I think a lot of these streaming channels are really kind of jumping on it and saying, hey, we'll give you big movie stars, big budgets. You can just stay right at home. And I think many people will do that. Well, um, I, I'll still be going to the theater as long as they're open. And I, I appreciate you coming on the show, uh, Christian. Thanks a lot. Virtue Bombs, How Hollywood Got Woke and Lost Its Soul. Very good. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, we'll be back. Dennis Prager. Why did God save the Jews in Egypt, but not the millions of Jews who died in Europe? Was there really an exodus? Does Judaism affirm an afterlife? Does reason? My new book answers these and many other significant questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah. Like my five-volume commentary, The Rational Bible, this newest book, The Rational Passover Haggadah, relies on reason to explain the text. The text of the oldest holiday in the world, Passover. Jesus' Last Supper was the Passover Seder. This is an explanation of this holiday and that evening for people of every faith and, for that matter, of no faith. 
The Haggadah has inspired millions around the world every year for thousands of years to learn about it and relive one of the most famous stories of all, the exodus of the Jews from Egypt. My new book is the Passover Guide that will last a lifetime. Order Dennis Prager's latest book today. Get it at PragerStore.com or wherever books are sold. The young lady from the rescue delivered happy, and I panicked. She was missing hair, stinky, scabby, and I thought, what did I get us into? The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to give him the nutrition he needed. But I have a vet that I trust, and she recommended Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I ordered the first 90-day supply, and within a couple weeks, his skin started clearing up. He didn't smell. He had more energy. He just had a glow and a bounce about him. We've been using Dinovite for the last year, and Happy the Rescue Dog is Happy the Healthy Dog. I tell all my friends who have rescues to give their dog a chance at a new start with Dinovite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. It's going to pay off for you and your dog for years to come. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, an interesting sports story here. Another one of those stories that kind of crosses cultural lines, becomes more uh, more than just sports. Calvin Ridley is a, a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He's been suspended for an entire season. He was making $11 million, He was going to make $11 million this year. He's not going to get it because he was caught betting on games um, last se- during last season. And I was about to trash him and say, how could you be that stupid? Because it seems really, really stupid if you're going to make $11 million that you would risk um, losing out on that by placing a bet. I mean, how much, how much are you going to win that's going to make up for the $11 million you could lose by getting caught? But it says he was away uh, dealing with mental issues. Which means uh, I have to wonder if maybe he should be given a little slack here. But this is people want to say that they, this is not as bad as what Ray Rice did or the other domestic uh, violence problems. It's actually worse. Those things are worse for society, but betting on games is worse for the league because you cannot have a league if people don't think the games are legitimate. And this is the worst thing you can do. And all things considered, he deserves to be suspended. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.